0: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and we are going to talk some gardening. Beautiful day yesterday. Unbelievable. Autumn day like that. Uh, not a cloud in the sky. No wind. Stars. Perfect day yesterday. So if you got a chance to get out and do a little gardening, little things, <clears throat> that would be great. And I do have Terry Kemper with me. Good morning, Terry. Hey, good morning, Earl. How you doing today? Doing real good. How are you? Good, good. Uh I hear your guys were scooping some ice cream yesterday. Yeah, we were scooping a bit of ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty tasty. Sure tasted yeah, good. It was, I think it's Yeah, we are doing 2 ice cream tasted all year. <laughs> yeah, we're doing 2 dollar scoops t- yeah. uh, this weekend, so if you if you're hankering for a for a ice cream, go down to to scoop it up down at Spruce it up. And uh They'll get you set up with a nice ice cream cone, so which is nothing better. I've I've done it a couple of times. Walked around the tree lot with an ice cream.
1: Yeah, um, it, it definitely hit the spot yesterday.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I know it's beautiful day. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it was gorgeous. And <laughs> it's such a good time to plant right now. For one thing, plants are on sale, um, which is good. But this, the ground is so nice and warm. Um, I planted a few things like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and I, I just needed to twist one of them around a bit just to move. It was, it was one of those, um, hillside pines and I just had it pointing the wrong way. It was going to, so I had to just spin it around, but it already rooted in really good. Like I was surprised, like within a week and a half, I already had really good roots kind of. In So it's like, what are you doing to me? I just sat in here and you're pulling me up already. <laughs> I'm just saying, make sure you grow. Don't get too comfortable. Otherwise, you're yeah. out of here. Now, <laughs> you
1: said, now is an excellent time to uh, take advantage of uh, some of those sales and get some some things in the ground still because it's perfect. Yeah, perfect time it, yeah it's that. really
0: good planting. Like this month looks awesome. The rest of the month looks phenomenal. Perfect for planting a little bit warm days, nothing crazy. Like today's gonna be the last kind of warm day. Then there's another one coming up. It says in a week, but that's a little ways away in the forecast. But for the most part, it's to that twenty degrees coming up for the next couple of weeks. Just perfect planting weather, and like I said, the the ground's nice and warm, so you're gonna get it in there. You're not gonna see any growth up top, and don't expect your perennials or anything to go crazy. They're just gonna root in, set the roots in nicely for fall. And then into winter and then be ready for you for your next spring. But unbelievable. Um, like you said, great, great uh, planting weather right now. And so if you want to get out, I know we're having our buy more, save more, up to fifty percent off. So if you buy five perennials, you get fifty uh, percent off everything, or five shrubs, five trees. So it's perfect. Good way to fill up uh Good way to top up your yard if you have a few empty spots. And uh, right now you do want to, if you haven't done much watering, you want to start watering your trees and shrubs in. Um, get them ready for winter. If you haven't mulched, it's a great time to do some mulching. And then if you are doing fresh mulch, make sure you water the mulch really well. And uh, and and Brad was, we're fortunate. We're at, we're at Spruce. We have a well. We're not on the... Uh, on the city water, I know Brad was watering. We laid new sod just on the ridge where people drive on the road. Kind of, it always gets people cut corners. So we we laid a bit of sod along our edge, couple feet in, and he was watering. And and the lady stopped him and said, "Hey, what are you doing? There's a water ban And he said, well, "Actually, we're on a well, so <laughs> we're okay, and we're very fortunate. We have a very good yeah, well. We um, yeah, so we kind of have a good abundance of water, um, but we still don't waste it. He was out." We just uh, fixed up our ditch. We greened it up, and like I was, like that that grass was never ever seeded like sod. But man, it looks like a golf course. Like that's just how good the greened up lawn fertilizer works. Like it gets that stuff looking like it's like a golf course up there. They looks so yeah, it good. Yeah, sure so,
1: does. Looks looks beautiful yeah. here.
0: Yeah, and then all the planting that uh, you've done over the last couple of years, we're getting some nice fall stuff coming in. So. I noticed that, lots of the sedum, a few other things are are popping up, looking good for fall.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like you said um, last week there, it's kind of a victim of um, when we planted it. Um, We planted it uh, last fall, and so we were using the things that we had at the time um, and uh, probably weren't going to find a home for the year. So uh, we poked them in there, and yeah, it looks great. So it's definitely more so a... Uh, late summer, fall garden out
0: there. Yeah, we don't have time to stop and smell the roses early summer anyways. No. Early spring, <laughs> summer. No. <let's> <laughs> this is the time of year. And we do have pumpkins and fall mums. Um, great month to, to do that, get some little decor. And that's one thing, when we do get these beautiful autumns, these fall like this, we're able to do the porch pots. So you can... Create some nice change up your decor a bit on the front porch, on the front landing, your front door. Um, you can add a couple pumpkins, some gourds, some fall pot mums, the fall mums, garden mums. Beautiful. Anyways, um, yeah, great, uh, great ability to to have a, another season here with the with the weather that we're having. Um, but if you if you still have your annuals, don't forget keep feeding them once a week next we're going to still get another month i'm predicting at least out of our planters i know mine are just doing phenomenally um fertilize them last week i'm probably going to do it one more time today i wasn't going to but then i looked at the forecast and it looks great so i'm going to give it one more shot there
2: yeah why not means
0: eh? yeah they're just blooming so good and i do got to get a hold of i know myrna i was traveling um we were down at a trade show this past week in in houston and uh but I do have to get a hold of Myrna Pierman. She's going to call in in the next week or two um, and talk some birds. And uh, it's kind of funny. I got this blue jay that actually, well, it has me trained. I don't know if I mentioned this last <laughs> week. I think I did. I uh, I put a peanut out for it, and it flies in right beside me, like a foot to two feet away from me. Grabs it, looks at me, flies away. Then his buddy flies over. Oh, it must be safe. He flies over and he grabs one yeah they got me trained first thing in the morning they go out there and they they hang out by the by the table and they kind of okay where are you yeah, <laughs> some. where's <laughs> our peanuts so so anyway it's kind of fun um and actually our, our one neighbor i guess we, he has these things nesting in his tree the the collared doves gray colored doves and they're uh and I thought they were just someone's pigeons at first. And I started looking at them and then looked it up in the bird guide. And, uh, they're a gray colored dove and they're actually kind of like native to our area or they're starting to nest in this area once in a while. So anyways, yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Once you, once you do stop and look and, uh, and one thing, there's this one garden I do a, a walk in every couple of weeks and, um, You don't notice the bees but just you have to stop and look if you just walk through a garden you really don't see the bees so much right you have to actually stop and if you look at like the autumn joy sedum like you'll see like all kinds of bees all over them so they are there i i I honestly believe you have to stop and look though a bit because they just kind of blend into the garden and they're just part of the bloom, like on the, especially on the autumn joy and that. But once you stop and look, you're like, holy cow, like there's 10 bees on that one plant and they're just buzzing around. And so you just gotta, I think, just stop and uh, and take a look, which is kind of cool. So, anyways, um, kind of cool. Lots of stuff going on. Um, cool nights, warm days, um, perfect for planting, as we've said a couple times already today. Um also don't forget to start watering in your trees a bit. And uh and then also just go out and look right now. Where's those empty spots you got? And then go down and see Terry at the tree lot and you can fill in those empty spots and uh him and Chris are out there and uh and then whoever else you have out in the tree lot today, help you out, get your garden looking pretty good. If you'd like to join Terry and I phone lines are wide open, four oh three. Nine seven four eight is the talk and text. If you'd like to send us a text, we've got a few texts already that we'll get to. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, we'll take your calls right here on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prude it up. We got you covered. And... We do have a couple of calls on the line already. <coughs> um, let's go to Hazel. Good morning, Hazel. Good morning. Hi there. How can we help you?
3: Um, dug up my carrots yesterday, and and some of them were just beautiful, long, like a carrot should be. Some of them in one row came up um, extra arms and legs, uh, twisted. You know, just weird-looking shapes on them. And uh, I heard a rumor that you're not supposed to put peat moss in the rows with carrots, and I can't imagine why that might affect them or make them grow such a mangled shape that some of them came up as. Have you? I've seen no. some other people posting that that this happened to their carrots too, and I wondered if it was just seed or what.
0: I I think it also is the soil a little bit different in the other rows? Not remarkably. Okay, because sometimes if the soil is a little bit harder, as well, like you know, a little bit clay, maybe a little bit more lumpy, the carrots kind of have to grow around it a bit more. Right. And if it's that perfect soft soil where they can just, uh, you know.
3: Yeah. So, so I mean, peat moss. I mean, to to help soften that soil and and that kind of stuff. I mean, peat moss would be the first thing. I, I can't go to. see.
0: Yeah, I've never heard that in um the reason why you'd get that okay um I, I just yeah i don't know for for my for most reason i think it's um it just they get tangled up a bit This the like when you cultivate they kind of get tangled up did, yeah. did you did you uh, thin those ones out as well
3: not especially because I used um, the carrot tape, and so it. I find
4: that it it spaces them okay. So them yeah, so that's perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No. And I'm just reading here a bit. Um, I, was, I just uh, checked a couple other spots I know of, and they're kind of saying what I was saying. Just if the soil is a little bit um, harder, a little bit more clay, right. a little bit harder packed in that area, okay. that will cause that. Yeah. So. Well,
3: and the heat, the early heat this year really hit us hard. I'm east of Airdrie, and, um, you know, we didn't get any good rains to soften the soil early, and and we did have some clumping in the garden, so maybe that was all it was about.
0: Yeah, and uh, and and part of the re- thing is if you have kids, I think they're more fun to eat, right? If they're kind of... <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I just cut the extra arms and legs off. Kept the ones that looked like they were going to be okay, and the rest went out
0: yeah, to the deer. and they're still fine. Like they're still fine to eat and everything. Yeah. They're just uh, they're just a bit wonky. So.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just enjoy that, and uh, you should be good.
6: Yeah. Thank
0: you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye
6: bye.
0: Um, yeah, a couple of mine were a little bit wonky, but I didn't really thin them out. I didn't have any of the tape left, Terry. When I did my carrots, so I end up with lots of carrots, right. and a few of them got uh, a little bit close together, and they kind of grew around each other and things like that. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of uh, I don't know. It's kind of a neat thing as well. I'm I'm not opposed <laughs> to have it. Mine had lots of uh, roots on them though, lots of hairs. So I think I had a little bit too because I, I did use my 2020 fertilizer and and that but from everything i'm reading so far if you if you get a bit more of that heavy soil in certain spots you're going to get a bit more of that clumpy or the bit of the curvy curvy carrots at the end of the day all right let's go to laverne good morning laverne good
7: morning merle
0: hi uh, there how can we couple, help you
7: a couple summers ago we had our uh, grass taken out of the front yard and we had rock put in and the kind of the feature of the landscape is a, a dead white birch. And we had it pruned and shaped, and it, it looks really quite great. But I went out there yesterday, and I saw mushrooms all over the place, around the base of the trunk of the, the tree.
0: Yeah, the, the roots are starting to rot in there probably, and that's what that's from. Um oh just over the years and birch takes a little bit longer to, to rot than some of the other woods as well. So it's just finally gotten to that decomposing process where it's, where it's rotting and, and building up some mycorrhizums and different uh, um, things that mushrooms grow in. And that's typically when we see that we'll see funguses or, 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 mushrooms and that grow. If there's a dead tree underground, it usually takes a couple of years for the roots to rot. And then you start seeing that. So that's, I would say that's all that is.
7: But is that going to uh, eventually take the tree down? I, I, we don't want to lose that tree. It
0: looks really cool. Um, I, I don't think the tree will. I think eventually be we wobbly because when the roots slowly die out. Nice thing in, in Alberta, our soil is pretty dry. And solid so it takes quite a long like trees can stand dead for numbers and numbers of years um rather like in bc in the forest and that way it's moist and wet and really composty that that will cause more of that but typically in in alberta and calgary especially I, I think you you should have a you should get a lot of years of that thing to stand in there
7: Is there anything I can do to get rid of these mushrooms or should I just leave them?
0: Just pick them. Just hand pick them. That's the best thing. Yeah, just pick them out. Yeah, but the more you leave it, the spores drop again and then that makes more. It's starting to, like they recreate their spot, right? If as they grow, they'll drop more and more mushroom spores. So the best thing is to just pick them.
7: Okay, there. I kicked them out with my foot yesterday and I've got some uh i guess yeah, that,
4: roots that are about yeah
0: that's going to cause it to spread even more though so because you're kind of kicking the spores all over
6: okay so, so i better go yeah, just say with the
0: lawnmower if they're in your grass you're always best just to pick them before you run the mower over them because then no, it there. does get into your lawnmower and and that or if it's in gravel like yours just yeah you want to always just pick them unless okay, you want to yeah. grow more <laughs>
7: No. <laughs> don't don't want to grow more. Okay. That's gonna be a big job because there's a lot of them.
0: Yeah. And then once you do it though, that uh be less next time. But uh and it and it's typically um after a little bit of cooler, wetter time you'll see a bit more like but you're just you're getting that, that rotting period of the roots and that in the ground, so that's that's just popping up there. So
7: Okay, so I'm not worried All about right. my tree tree falling over or anything.
0: Not yet. No, like I said, you should. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but you should get quite a few years of uh, of that birch hanging in there. I've seen quite a few around town where people leave them up, and uh, and for that reason, they kind of look unique, and uh, they get number of years out of them. So you should be okay. good for a bit.
7: Good. Thanks very much,
0: Merle. All right. Take care. Thanks, Laverne. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I think, Terry, hey, you have to pick the right tree. Sometimes it looks like you just have a dead tree in your front yard, or or you're trying to create something uh, interesting with with your dead birch or whatever. I think mean, you could drill some holes, put some bird houses on there, bird feeders, um, hollow yeah, out sure. a couple holes, maybe plant some uh, succulents in there. A few little. Yeah,
1: just get a little creative and
0: give it a second life. <laughs> yeah, and if all else fails, you got some good firewood. Birch is always sought after. It's a great, great birch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what What's a a cord of birch is on the retail end? I think it's close to a thousand bucks. So, she might want to chop that down. She might get a half a cord of wood out of that <laughs> thing. So, <laughs> five hundred <laughs> bucks. Uh, um, but uh yeah, no, it's it, it's interesting. I, I'm 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 not opposed when people leave big stumps if it's in the right spot. And if you, if you, I've seen a couple where they like hollow them out in the center, things like that, create a planter, and uh, you can get some neat stuff growing in places like that. So, anyways, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open 403 974 I'm going to go to a quick text here. Ooh, this. Oh, she's asking, took this wiggly willow from a bouquet and rooted it, planted it in a pot. Should I bring it indoors for winter or plant it somewhere that's fairly pr- protected? That's a curly willow. And they're not really hardy here, are they, Terry? I don't believe. No. No, they're not. I mean, willows are generally
1: quite easy to root, so I'm not surprised that she was able to get it to root. But yeah. um, I don't think that one's going to be hardy. It's going to need a period of dormancy.
0: Uh, at some point in its life. So you, you could grow it on inside for a year, but, um, yeah, you didn't put is... it into a bigger pot. Like she has it in a fairly small pot. Yeah. I'd put that into a bigger pot. And if you have an unheated garage or a shed or something, a bit sheltered, just let it go through the first couple of frosts outside, let it go dormant. Um, this watered in good, put it into a cool dark corner into uh, like into a shed or a garage or or something like that and uh, there's probably a good chance that you can get that thing to come back next spring and then use it as a as a planter center because they are kind of cool like you get those curly willows growing they're pretty unique and they grow quick so uh, yeah give that a try if you could do that we got to take a quick break for the news you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper as well. And we are going to go to the phone lines, but we do have a couple spots left if you'd like to join us. 403-974-8255. And a couple of questions I have. If you have any um, great ways of storing your veggies uh, maybe call in. Let us know what you guys do with uh, with your carrots, with your potatoes, things like that. What do you? How do you store them? What's the best way? Um, I never make it that far. I don't grow enough to store them. I end up <laughs> eating them before they're <laughs> before I get to that, Terry. So um, yeah, we nice to have that uh, problem, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. But let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to uh it's Gilles?
3: yes that's right
0: Gilles. sorry
3: that's quite all right
0: how can i help you uh
3: i sent in a, a text with some pictures of some uh stressed linden trees i'm not sure if oh, I did okay yeah i did see that
0: them. okay did you see that one terry yeah i did i'm the actually one. just replying to that one right now oh, okay, okay well maybe you can chat with
1: You've got uh, some waterings going on on there that are sort of um, more infrequent.
3: Sorry, some watering issues more infrequent? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, like when you water that, you, you're applying water um, sort of every day, but very shallow.
3: Yeah, that's what it is. It's just a development sprinkler, um, and it comes on and waters for about 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's a big tree. That's going to consume a lot of water. It's going to transpire a lot of water through the day. So that water needs to go deeper, I think. And because of that, you've suffered some leaf scorch on that. So So good waterings are better
0: than shallow, infrequent waterings. Yeah, no, especially in... uh Especially in a in a boulevard like that, like it's right yeah. in between the tree, like in between the sidewalk and the road, yeah. so it's getting that heat coming off the road, off the sidewalk, um, just creating like an oven. Especially in Kelowna, you're gonna yeah. get that a bit more. So yeah, absolutely. That's so that's
3: kind of what I thought. It would
0: be great even if they removed that grass around it, made a little well around it, because you yeah. can even see like it's pushing up the sidewalk there. Yeah. Again, it's just the wrong tree in the wrong spot, unfortunately. In a like lindens can be really quite a beautiful big tree. And when mm-hmm. they're trying to grow it in a three foot boulevard like that, it makes it really tough on the tree as well. And be especially you can see the ring around the trunk on the base, like where the weed whacker goes up against it, where they take the when they do the grass. Yeah. Things like that. So it'd be great to see a nice tree well put around that. And then just some, some slow, deep watering would be great for that. But you're, you're kind of fighting. You live in Kelowna, which is a, nice and warm. You got 100 feet of asphalt on one side. You got yeah. sidewalk on the other. So yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, sneaking a, sneak a bucket of water every so often would be great.
3: So I don't live there. I'm i a ways down the, the, the road. Um, yeah. Is there a way, and I don't, a lot of people don't have the means or or the interest to water a boulevard tree that's not on their property. What if what if they use one of those bags, put one of those bags around it? Would that help? That
0: It would be. That one's a pretty big tree, though. Like, it's going to need a Ooh. bit more than that, but it wouldn't hurt it. Yeah, absolutely. Fill it up three or four times a day um, and then do that once or every couple of weeks or something. It'd be better than what it's getting, nothing right now, right? Yeah. So. Okay. No, I... They used to have an adopt-a-part program in Calgary, but they they shut it down in recent years. I'm not too sure exactly why, but, yeah, that's just lack of water, heat stress, like Terry was saying. Yeah,
3: that's kind of what I thought. I didn't think it was diseased. It, it was
0: just, like, the whole branch on the one side yeah. is just gone. It, it just cooked, yeah, just... Stressed out,
3: yeah. So, okay. Well, they planted some incorrect trees in this neighborhood, and that's that's yeah, one of
0: them. <laughs> they wouldn't be the first ones right? in the city, okay. sort of when they somebody has an idea for something, they look at them when they're small, they forget that the thing gets 30 yeah. feet wide. So, all right,
3: okay. Well, thank, thank you so much for your help.
0: Yeah, enjoy your oh, Kelowna okay. summer. Oh,
3: bye, yes, sure. <laughs>
0: bye now, bye bye um yeah it is and you see that a lot in especially in municipal plantings like i always give accolades to C- city okotoks but then if you go down main street okotoks they got a bunch of bigger trees planted right in the middle of the road too and they're just like as they get older they're just starting to suffer 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 because there's just not enough there to to sustain it and it's just it's too bad that uh that we do that to the trees because it also creates a hazard. You can't see because they're too big. They end up falling over. The branches are coming onto the road. It's, it, it's just it's not good for for anybody. So if there's not room for something, just just don't do it. Leave a little bit more room for for cars and bikes and certain things and do a little bit bigger alley on the other side on the on the on the walk side where you have a bit more room, instead of trying to squeeze ten feet in the middle. Yeah, but- absolutely. Um, yeah, because like I said, definitely Kyrie isn't the only one that's is is guilty of that. But let's go to because I don't want to get too much into there. I get myself all worked up if I start talking city stuff. <laughs> let's let's go to Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, guys.
8: Hey, what, uh, how can we help you? Yeah, I had heard, but uh, you guys for years have talked about the Ohio Buckeyes being such a nice I mean, tree, right? And gorgeous uh, tree. Okay, a friend of mine's there, uh, they had a giant spruce tree come down about four or five years ago. So I recommended the Ohio Buckeye to them, and they had their uh, landscape people put one in. But when I see that, I was down at your tree lot on Monday, and what I saw was the caragana that looks exactly like what they have in there. But you didn't have any of the buckeye to compare it to.
0: The buckeye has a big maple leaf almost. Like it has a big leaf. It doesn't look anything like a caragana.
8: Oh, okay. So apparently. So either their
0: their landscaper did the bait and switch on them and charged them for a buckeye and gave them a caragana?
8: Yeah, because theirs out there, it's pretty much identical to the caragana you had down there.
0: Yeah, and that's probably what... Terry, there's a pretty distinct difference between a buckeye and a caragana.
1: Yeah, for sure there is. The the buckeye's got quite a large leaf on it made up... uh, It's a pinnate leaf, so it's made up of um, five separate leaves sort of attached together. uh, And they're going to be about as big as your hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
8: they do get this... um... Like that, uh, almost like a chestnut or whatever. Like that, caragana yep. had yep. on. it, This one's got those on it as well, and it's they're cool, spiky as well. So,
0: yep. No, maybe the leaves got shredded. Maybe they had a hailstorm go through. Maybe and and no. shredded it up. No. there yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. The the caraganas get little pea pods. So. Maybe they do have a buckeye. It just something maybe happened with the leaves, or because they should have a bigger leaf. Um, the trunk is a bit gnarly. It could look like a caregana bark, but for the most part, totally different trees. So,
8: yeah, I was just up there yesterday, and I had a look at it, and it threw it into question. And I thought, this is not turning purple or anything. There's no
0: real big leaf on it. Yeah, so. it could be displanted this year, Al. No, it's uh, it's about four years old now. Okay, yeah, know. so they should be getting some nice color. It should be established by now. Okay. Yeah, as long as they're looking after it. Well, if you're able to maybe see if they can send us a picture, text us a quick picture, we could maybe have a quick look at it for you. Yeah,
8: I got to check on the house tomorrow, so I'll take a photo of it.
0: Yeah, no, and send it over to us or stop in and see Terry or I or something. Okay. All right, thanks, Al. Take care. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and I am here with Terry Kemper. And we're going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Jenny. Good morning, Jenny.
3: Good
0: morning, Mark. How are you? I'm Doing great. Got a question.
3: Can I round up weeds in my garden?
0: And then plant vegetables in the same area next year. Um, I'm not a huge fan of using the... They say you can. They say it's safe. It says it goes sterile right after. When I'm doing a veggie garden, I I would prefer to, unfortunately, just use the the old sweat equity dig down and (laughs) uh, remove as much as you can. In flower gardens and stuff like that around my trees... I'll use Roundup to get rid of quack grass, things like that. Um, But when I get into my veggie garden, I I just, myself, they say, like I said, they all say it's safe, some of the manufacturer, but I I just, I would prefer to not use it. That's what Um, I heard, yep. Yep, just Um, for for safety's sake and just the less you put in the soil, I think you're always better off, right? So... Just yeah. a bit of sweat equity, and when everything dies off this spring, you have to turn everything over anyways, pull out oh, a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's what I
3: was going to ask you. Do you turn, you know, get a shovel and turn the dirt over
0: in the Absolutely. fall or in the spring? Yeah, in the fall.
4: You'd oh, leave it around big around and
0: lumpy now. in the fall. Yeah, like yeah. big shovelfuls, as big as you can get. Leave it big and lumpy for the winter. And just turn it over. Yep. And then yeah. that that'll also kill a bunch of the weeds and different things in there, air out the soil nicely, and okay, then uh, next spring you can uh row to till it in, add some amendments at that time if you want to add some sea soil or compost or something like that um okay. do that and then and then, if you keep on top of the weeds right when they get going, it's gonna be a lot easier. Right. It's just when they when you let them go and that's unfortunately when they they kind of take hold and then you're kind of yeah, you're done. <laughs> right
3: on. Okay. All Someone right. was asking about storing carrots for the winter.
0: Yeah, I was just always get asked.
3: I've been doing it for years. I put a paper towel at the bottom of an ice cream bucket and I layer carrots on that and then I might put a layer of uh, paper towel and maybe dampen it just a wee bit. Put the lid on. Put it in your fridge crisper, and it'll keep for months.
0: All right, perfect. Well, and thank you good so much. And you
3: go. I've had mine till Christmas.
0: Awesome. Keeps them nice and fresh.
3: <laughs> yes, it does.
0: All right, perfect. So thank you so much. how many carrots
3: you have, yep, It's a good idea. Oh. Yep. Okay. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Okay. Have a good Take day. Take care. Bye. 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 All right, always good to get some tips on uh, on storing some of our fruits of our labor. Uh, let's actually, we're pretty close to the break. We might as well just take a quick break, um, and then we'll get back to a couple more calls. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. We are going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Diane. Good morning, Diane.
9: Hi, good morning. How are you?
0: Doing great. How can we help you?
9: Well, I called, Um, actually sent some text in August about my um, cotton Easter hedge that was turning brown at one side and the other side looks completely healthy. You at that time told me to come down to spruce it up and get some pure spray green and my husband followed the directions and he sprayed that part of the plant and you can see in the picture that i sent you one side is brown one side is not and the side that's brown has those bugs
0: yeah so the scale is probably already in there to get them we probably had a couple options if you get it early enough you can spray Um, but what i'd probably recommend if it is quite bad if the scale has got in there i would just do a full rejuvenation of the hedge where we take exactly. it right down to the ground, yeah. That's
9: exactly what my spouse has told me that he's going to phone this week yeah. and have them come and do it because they've done it already. But I just thought, my, that's a lot of bugs.
0: Yeah, it, it's just because once they get in there, the scale has done so much damage, and it's, it's, it's quite bad in Calgary. We have it. Uh, there's a lot of the older catonianaster. And even okay. old shrubs, it, it's good to do that. Even every 10, 15 years, rejuvenate your shrubs. You just take okay. them right down to the ground, remove all the old deadwood. That way all the yeah. energy can go to good. Just Ensure that if you guys aren't doing it, <clears throat> make sure that you do a really good cleanup afterwards. Okay. And then even spray the area with, with the pure spray green. And then okay. next spring when it's leafed out and you start getting a bunch of new growth, make sure you're watering well, fertilize it, and then... Yep in about july you want to spray it with the pure spray green again and if you can of okay. do that every year you'll be able to hopefully keep those the scale at bay it's just calgary needs to go through and do a really good cleanup of a bunch of our old trees and shrubs as homeowners you know we go out and you yeah. see a bunch of dead branches things like that we 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 do especially the because it's it's contagion it spreads. So it, okay. it's just something that definitely needs to be looked after. So
9: Yeah, we'll 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 give them a call this week and see if we can set that up.
0: Yeah, if you give Mark a call down at Prune It Up, he should be able to get you in and get you set up for that.
9: That sounds great. Thanks so much for your help. All right. Thank, you're very welcome.
0: Thank you. Bye Thanks, bye. Bye bye. Um, Terry, that uh it is unfortunate, but so many shrubs respond really quite well when you do a rejuvenation yeah absolutely they do dogwood uh comes to mind willows um lilacs all of those nine barks love it nine
1: barks yeah
0: because sometimes you'll get some winter die back even roses like some of the hardy shrub roses (laughs) you take them right down if you have to um it'll just shoot back up you get a bunch of great new growth and then uh, you can shape it kind of the way if it gets a little wonky on you. It's just a good way to to tidy things up and get a bunch of new wood. And potentillas are another one where I think of because they always get kind of gnarly looking as they get older Yeah, old. they get a little dead in the, in the middle there. <laughs> and they even respond well if you just take them halfway. And then they just send out a whole new batch of growth and you get all those beautiful blooms, especially the white ones. I had a neighbor, he would just sort of globe his every year and it was perfect. They always looked great. Like he'd always have fresh new blooms every spring. He just sort of ran the hedge trimmer around his uh potentillas in the spring, early spring, just before they're leafing out, and then it would just it was perfect. So oh, nice. anyways, yeah, those are just good little maintenance practices. Let's go to Linda. Good morning Linda.
3: Hi Merrill. Um, I'm just wanting to say thank you. My husband and I were able to um, grow watermelon this summer and oh, nice and cantaloupe um, and we got the seeds at your place.
0: Awesome and you I got one I, I, I took the straggler we, I had some watermelon plants just a little baby like they're called the love watermelon right like they're like the size of a baseball. And I was able to get one. I took a couple straggler plants. Like these things looked, like they were ready for the for the garbage. Like <laughs> so, I got them. But you did the watermelon from seed. Yes. Um, awesome.
3: Um, can I say the make?
0: Yeah, please do.
3: They're the Wild Rose Heritage seeds. Okay, nice. And were, the watermelon was the Crimson Sweet, and it grew to nine inches. Oh wow. Yeah, it was. Fabulous! I've never tasted watermelon like that.
0: And and what about the? You said you had also cantaloupe.
3: Yeah, um, my husband he had eleven cantaloupe, um, and they were lovely, and they were called the Minnesota midget by the same make. Okay. And then I grew a cantaloupe too. And I got one, um, and it was the Hales. Um,
0: oh, okay. And do you, well? You guys have a little competition, sort of see who does. <laughs>
3: um, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can, I can hear a little bit of competitive in the in your voice, which it's good.
3: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, next fun. year we're
3: gonna do the same thing. So um we're wondering mm. do you still sell those the the we like the wild rose heritage seeds. Do you still sell yeah,
0: those? Actually we we don't have those ones. Um we do have a, a couple other local ones that we do support now. Um what what is the brand that we have ours or is it it's not is we have the west coast seeds and then we also have prairie um they're out of vernon bc oh um,
9: okay
0: yeah okay. Okay. um but the, the wild rose heritage i i think they're available mainly online like we, we we got him he was doing a bunch of stuff with us and his business kind of went crazy on him and then he ended up getting really big And then he end up. He said he need to slow it right down, so he he slowed down, and he has a couple smaller clients. But he mainly does mail in or uh, on online. So if you do want to find him on there, I'm sure you still can. Okay. Um, but uh, we do have quite a few of the varieties that uh, are hardy for our area as well. Okay. So that's awesome. I'm glad that worked out for you.
3: Um, I also want to thank you because I also bought some half caps.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, and I had no idea that you had to get the
0: the uh,
3: different kind of variety, the beast ones.
0: Yeah.
3: I looked and I looked and you were the only place that had it, so thank you. Yeah,
0: Terry Terry does all the order and he always tries to make sure that, <clears throat> that you're going to get the right stock, so that way you can get the pollination and... And things like that. So Terry, but there's some that come in the pots with both of them in there, Terry. Is that not right? Or the different pollinators?
1: Yeah, that's right. You can you can buy them combination all in one pot.
0: So um, those
1: ones are great. There's also one by Proven Winners called Yesberry, which is um, self-pollinating. So it does not need um, that uh, partner to pollinate. But um, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> typically if you're just buying the sort of the traditional hascap, um, you're going to need um two varieties and you're really just trying to match the flowering
0: time so
1: oh, okay okay but uh,
3: thanks because i was very frustrated i could not find <coughs> them anywhere but your awesome. place had them
0: <laughs> thank you so much i appreciate it okay we and one go. last thing Th-
3: let the competition begin next year <laughs>
0: <laughs> let her rip awesome <laughs> nice work
3: okay all right we lot. gotta
0: take a break thank Bye-bye. you you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I forgot to turn the mic on for a second. Um, right now, we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Isabel. Good morning, Isabel. Hello. Hi there. How can we help you?
3: Hi. Um, Hi there. I have a question for you. I, so I have garden beds. They're not raised, but uh, I had a birch tree that was dead that I took down about 10 years ago. And when I had the garden beds over top of that area, the roots just took over the soil. So I now have moved my garden beds almost ten feet away from that area, and those okay. roots have found their way into that soil. Yeah, they're gonna I chase the do? water.
0: <coughs> Pardon? They will. Yeah, they, they they will chase the water. Unfortunately, like where you're okay. where you're doing it, like they. They also know that hey, she's moved it over there. I got to head over that direction. Um, so maybe try to ensure that you're watering the tree as well, at at the same time, or uh, like, make ensure well, that it's getting enough ample water over in that direction as well. That will that definitely help. That tree's
3: gone, and there's that because it was dead when I, okay. I had it. Okay, okay. So it's
0: just all the dead roots. Yeah, and I even have a shed built over top of where that area is, so there's no sun getting to that area. Yeah, so you're just going to have to dig them up, unfortunately, for a bit. And there'll be probably, there'll be who knows how many really good vibrant roots down there. And so that's, uh, I think you're just, unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do. Any ideas, Terry? Yeah, no, nothing that I can add to that. Okay. Yeah, it's so it's I just, just unfortunate. Yeah, when the the roots are there, they stay alive for quite a number of years like if if, say, the, if just... the stump didn't get killed. So yeah, the, they'll, keeping they'll keeping stay dormant water. underground, and some of the, they'll, they'll search out. And if all of a sudden they get water in that spot, they'll uh, just start coming back to life. Okay, so
3: there's nothing over the winter. Like I thought maybe I no. could put something in there in the fall that might. No. no. Okay, well. Just I'll dig them out, follow him out. it,
0: and dig them <laughs> out a bit as best you can.
3: Okay, thank
0: you. Uh, all right, take care. Thanks, okay, Isabel. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes, uh, and I find that more often than not, in the in the gardening world, there's not a lot of easy buttons. No. Like, uh, <laughs> I have one either. of those on my desk, but it, it sure doesn't work that well. I'm going to take <laughs> it back and ask for the money back, because it, uh, it doesn't seem to work that great. I hit that button all the time. And uh, and then my decision maker that I use my pendulum decision maker I let that spin around and it tells me what to do so <laughs> I'm not too sure how well that works either I know I know Brad always when he comes in and sits down and we have to have a serious talk we I pull the pendulum out and, pull up the and he's wondering maker? oh oh yeah this this isn't going to be good <laughs> uh, all right let's let's go to Daryl, Good morning, Daryl. Hello. Hi, Daryl. How can we help you? Uh,
10: I got an emerald cedar women red deer, and uh, the deer got after it a couple of years ago, and of course it looked like a chicken standing up there, nothing on yeah. the bottom and bottom on the top. So I tarped it last year, and it seemed to be coming back, but now I notice this year on the top, it's, it's full, fully grown up, uh, but it's all dying off. Is that a dead tree or what
0: um i i'm not sure why it's dying from the top Maybe a little bit dry because typically red deer you guys can grow cedars a lot better than we can as well because it just don't get quite the chinook wind and the winter desiccation that we get down here right um so i i would just trim off any of the brown um feed it water it well this fall um, a product you can use as wilt-proof will help a bit. But What's next spring, feed it with wilt-proof. Wilt-proof? It's an anti-desiccant. Wilt. Okay. Um, but next spring, feed it with 30-10-10. 30-10-10? It yeah, seems it likes like a it... higher nitrogen, a bit more iron in there, and it will help push some more growth in that. In that it cedar seems, and hopefully yeah, it we seems can get
10: like that it's, on the outside it looks good but once you get in inside it it looks like that's where it's all you know all the needles are turning all yellow yeah
0: or... and they'll, they'll go through a shedding process as well they're just like all the other evergreens like every couple of years they'll get a lot more yellow and if it's all in the in the middle um it'll eventually just fall out but if you want just get a pair of gloves and go just stick your hand in the center and you can rub it in an, inside it and it'll oh. knock off a bunch of the dead Okay. But just, uh, yeah, it just that's a normal process. If it's in the center, you're good. Then, then I have a birch leaf spirea. Spirea, I think they call spiria. it. Spirea. Yeah. Yeah.
10: And uh, the deer have picked it pretty clean there. A few years, and uh, it it doesn't seem to bring back any flowers anymore. Does is that a dead
0: bush? Or I would what? just do a rejuvenation. We talked about that earlier. Just take it right down to the ground, like even six eight inches. Let it restart. And the deer love the b- little blossoms, and so a lot of times they're probably there. But the deer, they come and just nip those every spring. They they right. love that, the rose buds, the they love the petunia buds. that's sort of the it's like a big candy store for them. Okay, great. And uh, I'm going to be
10: I'm going to be sending you a flock of robins. that are here all over the place, so they must be on their way south.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of robins. I had a whack of them come in the other day in the backyard, like eight of them all at one time. I was like, whoa, I usually don't see them in flocks. But, yeah. yeah, you we got them hitting the windows even. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, okay. well, thanks
10: for that. Thanks, Daryl. Well, thanks for your help. Bye-bye.
0: Yep, yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, Terry, and that is a tough one, right, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with the deer and – uh and the things that they like to do. And sometimes they do, and they, a lot of times they come out at night when you're sleeping and they come out and do that, uh, and they'll just nip the buds off things, eh? Yeah. And it, it, it's, you know, it's a good
1: idea if you do struggle with deer to be planting those things that, um, you know, uh, naturally are grazed on, like, you know, um, willows, dogwoods, that sort of thing. Um, so even if you do get deer come in, you um, they have that deer resistance of they'll still eat it, but they probably won't kill the plant. They'll just prune it down for you and, uh, mm. and away it goes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes if it's done at the right time of year, like if it's a uh, petunia or something like that, like early in the season, like early spring after you just plant them, their first set of buds go. If the deer come back and just chew it, sometimes it's the best thing. Cause that'll just like triple the, thickness of your petunias it's just like pinching them back for you and then when they get that flush like a week or two after that they're just like holy cow you're god that deer yeah deer you'll have job, probably dude. the best petunias i've ever had if that happens <laughs> absolutely and it, it just yeah. tells you that you should probably do that anyways like when you first plant your petunias it you cut a third off the top of them but none of us really like to do that right when you first plant but really you should do that and just cut that um that would be great if if possible. So anyways, where are we at for time? We got a little bit of time. If you want to join Terry and I, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. We do have, actually, there's no one on the line right now. Is there? Who do you have there? All right, let's go to Diane. Good morning, Diane.
5: Hi, good morning. Hi there. Hi. I'm calling because I have the terrible tango bead has invaded my garden. And I'm wondering if you know, short of summer following it, is there anything we could do? To-
0: is it a veggie garden or...?
5: Yes, it's a veggie garden, and I have a few house gaps, and a rhubarb, strawberries, you know. Yeah. This is a really I think I would
0: just turn garden. it over. I think I would just... And it, how big is it?
5: Um... It's
0: about 20 by 40 feet. So fairly good size garden. Yep. Um, but mm-hmm. it'd be best if you could just go out, turn it all over um, and pick most of it. Like like you said, you could spray it. I just, I really don't like doing that in the veggie gardens. Yeah. Um, so if, if, if possible, just turn it over, till it all in, let it dry. And then next spring just keep after it right away. As soon as you see them coming up, just get out and cultivate them when they're small. Okay. And and then it keeps it a lot easier. But just in the spring, do a really good rototill. Like chop them up really good. And uh, that way the soil is nicer to work with and makes it a little bit easier for you to cultivate at the time and amend it at that time as well. And uh, sort of start fresh and then just have a little mental note to stay on top of it a little bit more. Because it, it is when those things get away on you, it's amazing you go away for a week or something come back and this is like oh my god.
5: <laughs> yeah, like you beat it clean and you have everything else under control and then it all of a sudden becomes a carpet of that darn tangle weed. And the worst part is that it, you know, it tries to choke everything else off, right? So
0: Yeah. If, if so it's just getting it, in there. No. Nope. <laughs> what really works well are those three-prong cultivators like the one on the long handle with just the three prongs on it. Okay. I love using those just go through and just turn it over with that and that pulls them up as you go and then I just bend down and pick them up I have a pail with me I'll throw them in the pail and then just keep cultivating as you go um and that that works really quite well
5: so just just like you were saying a few minutes ago lots of elbow grease
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i course, yeah. just think of it as a workout so okay <laughs> and
5: it, it- type of thing like does it have one mother plant that sends all these things no out? it
0: recedes itself like there is oh. a bunch like and they see, you'll get those little tiny blooms on there yeah it's receding itself all the time so they, oh. they, that stuff gets crazy
5: so it's like chickweed oh okay. yeah
0: very similar
5: yeah. yeah okay well that's good we'll just keep at it then thank you all for right. your time
0: Kay. yep thanks diane have You're a luck. great day bye you too Bye. bye yeah some of those like we we mentioned earlier it, it it's just it, it it's just uh it's it's work the garden there's no like i said i wish there was that easy button there is the the robo weeder coming out i did see that there's something like the robo vac for your for your living room and for your swimming pool i i did see a robo weeder so really yeah so it has like a little cultivator underneath they'll go up and down the rows and it'll cultivate for you so but our soil is pretty hard so i'm not sure if it'll but (laughs) everything always looks easy on tv though right or youtube it looks like it works perfect so but that's in that nice fluffy soil somewhere but uh who knows that might be coming out we might have that in our arsenal let's go to steve and i think i have his picture here good morning steve Morning,
11: Merle. I've been meaning to call you for ages every time I clean out the uh, fountain we got in our backyard, and it's all yeah. on, uh, not on Sunday when I'm looking at it, and then I forget to call yeah. you on Sunday. So um, anyways, what happens is, you know, it's just a little, it's, you know, three feet across, maybe two and a half feet across, something like that. It's got the little circulating yeah. pump in it, and it's it's great in the spring and in the early summer, and just as the year goes on, it gets these little really gross things in the bottom of it and I scrub them out and then, you know, and by this time of year, you know, ten days they're back full force. And I sent you a picture because so it's kinda of hard to get Yeah, I see that. Yeah, little
0: kinda. Yeah, worms on the bottom. Yours yeah. looks pretty clean, I'll be honest, compared to a lot of the stuff I've seen. So Okay. Um we do have a product called Bacter Pond Yeah. It's something that was developed by a couple of farmers, a father and a son and they use it for dugouts and stuff. So it is safe for the birds and everything. And it comes in little dissolvable packs, like a dishwasher pod. And yeah, you'll um, drop one of them in there and you get like 50 in a bag. Um, so it's a bit pricey. I think they're in the 50, $60 or something for a bag of them, but something like this, it would last you probably for four or five years. Um, so I did buy a, that Merle. And
11: yeah. my problem was, you know, you look at the dosage instructions or whatever. And it's like, yeah. oh, throw up, throw up, Pack it in for an acre, or you know, I don't remember the math, but it, it was like the size of a yard. Yeah, you need very little,
0: yeah. So you just maybe cut that bag open and just use a, a quarter at a time or something,
11: okay. And it's not gonna harm the birds or anything because we got lots of birds no, nope, no,
0: nope. it's a natural product. It was developed by a couple of farmers, um, and it was done, they did it for dugouts, and okay. it works really quite well. Um, but I'll, I'll be honest, like you're gonna get birds dropping things in, like you dig a hole like even in our dugout, like we have a dugout that we water our trees from, like we fill it from our well and then we have it in a dugout and it's not connected to a Creek or anything. And I got a fish in there. Like where did that fish come from? Right. In a dugout. Yeah. Like it, it was stuck in the pump. Like we pulled the pump out. We, we had a crack valve a couple of weeks ago. So we were in there fixing it. We pulled it up and then the suction, there was a, a fish stuck in there. Like, I just think so that must have got dropped from a bird or oh, I don't know how like all of a sudden this mother nature just all of a sudden we got a fish in there you get shrimp you get all kinds of snails like it's just in the in a hole in the ground that we put in there so it it, it just evolves right which is kind yeah. of cool
11: well the day I so, find a fish in our backyard fountain I'll be sure to give
0: you a call that week <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll find over here. We'll go drop a goldfish in there. <laughs> yeah,
11: really. Yeah, my wife will prank there. me or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
11: Okay, All well, right. thanks, Marla. Increase the dosage of that stuff. Okay. Talk All to right. You.
0: Take care. Bye bye. All <laughs> right. All right. We're gonna take a quick break and we get back. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I am here with Terry Kemper. And we will take your calls right now. We're going to go to – I'm um, actually going to go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry.
3: Hey, Merle. How are you doing? You sound good.
0: Well, thank you. I, no, I feel pretty good right now. You know, it's beautiful fall season coming yeah. in. and yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: Knees doing good.
0: Really good. Good, actually, my knee has never haven't felt this good for a long time. I did go to the knee clinic.
3: Yeah, and you had um, it fixed. I remember that. Yeah,
0: yeah, they did that scraping, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I did, I did do the, the it injection out. where they pull some of your blood out, and they took the platelets and they put it back in. Nice. But honestly, it's been over a year. And I fly up and down stairs. I was just at a trade show. Third day got a little bit stiff a little bit. Yeah. But I have this stretching thing I do. And I just didn't do that. But man, I'll be honest. And thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, it, it feels great. So.
3: Well, I'm doing I'm mine. I'm in the pool as we speak. I swim an hour or two a day, or aquasize, actually. And my, oh, knees, nice. my knees are awesome now. They were just like yours, like crippling. But anyways, they're doing really good now, along with the rest good, of good. the body, you know?
0: Yeah, getting old. It's
3: not as easy to hear in the pool, let me tell you that. Anyway, my my issue today is I have probably a few hundred pounds of tomatoes in the garden. Mm -hmm. And they're outside. Um, They've been out since May 1st, and they're doing just awesome. I got lots of red ones coming. But I'm just wondering if it's about time to pull them in.
0: I. I so I'm looking at the forecast. It looks great. Like okay. I, I think we're going to have two or three more weeks at least. Oh,
3: good. Okay. okay. Um,
0: I think you're going to be okay. I was out eating tomatoes this morning because, yeah. as I mentioned a few times earlier in the show, and past shows, like morning is the best time. They're so sweet. Like, yeah. You just go out early in the morning. Um, so you should I, probably I, pick I, them I had...
3: then, too, if you're going to pick
0: them. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. No okay. pick them in the morning. I think okay. they have a higher sugar content at that time. Okay. And okay. Uh, absolutely. No, I just and noticed
3: that greenery is starting to wilt a bit, right? Like yeah, it's struggling no, a bit because start... we're
0: in—we've got to about two degrees. Yeah, because you're west a little yeah, bit, pretty... so you're gonna get yeah. So you're going to, you might get the frost. You might have to throw a blanket on. Okay. But we look, it looks pretty good. Like yeah. we're, we're, it's looking good. So They grew, um, everything
3: grew so high. Like I usually move them into my greenhouse, but they're too tall. They're like, they got to be nine feet high.
0: Yeah. They're oh, incredible. Same as so the full. sweet peas.
3: I can't, they're falling over in half because they're awesome. 10 feet high. So
0: yeah, I, it's great my structures aren't season. big
3: enough. They fall over and then i try and save them but actually if you let them just fall over they grow up again.
0: Yeah. No, just i would just keep going pick out as they as they're ripening keep picking them. Yeah. And then when you get the closer to a frost then go out and do your big harvest but okay. i think let let them go for a while just keep harvesting as you go and uh yeah. we're looking like we're we're getting a great uh a great fall here so. well it's
3: the first year i've ever had them really um turn red in the garden and it's because i started them a month earlier in the house yeah and then they have that great heat right and so yeah, yeah i've never picked them directly out of the garden but i probably have 100 pounds sitting on the table right now going what are you going to do lot. with me
0: yeah actually my my wife made a tortilla We she makes this tor- tomato tortilla soup yeah with the fresh she purees the tomatoes up and then a bunch of the peppers that we grew and things like that you that's probably one of the stuff best like soups. That on your
3: on your page
0: yeah we should like, that that's a great. good one Actually, i always I'll, think I'll... you
3: should have had a book going from the very beginning with every every hint and every
0: <laughs> yeah i know i've thought about that doing a let's start gardening book so. Yeah, you
3: should have for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now That's I'll have next.
0: somebody that can. I'll get my daughter. She can spell better than me, so she can. She's always, uh, she's always correcting me. So yeah, there you I'll, go. I'll her, I have she, one more she,
3: last one. They'll I make listen.
0: her listen to me that way.
3: <laughs> yeah, she won't be listening at all. She'll be going. I'm, I'm going out somewhere. I can't do it. I got to listen every week for the tips. I don't think so. Yeah. Mind you, she could do it in her own time because you're recorded now.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She can just listen on the podcast. You're
3: okay. One more quick one. I did that whole side of the hill in violas, which I could keep deadheaded for about half of the year, but now they're out of control. Am I better just to instead of letting them just die back? Because won't they leave all that junk up top? Am I better to just go and trim the tops right off?
0: Yeah, but then you're going to lose if you want them to reseed themselves. Oh, you believe could lose me, that. I'm
3: going to have so many seeds. It's like
0: okay. Yeah,
3: One plant would have like 80 I think flowers. most of
0: that stuff just disappears anyways. Like, there's even like those fields of grass, they just yeah. disappear.
3: Oh, good. So no, I, I don't have it. to do that.
0: No, no, oh, I would just leave it. Yeah. Oh,
3: good, because I just got a, I, you've got a severe back problem. And really, I'm thinking, do I really want to go up the side of that hill and cut these things off all the time? No, so I'm just going to let them do their thing.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, Sherry. we got to sa- go.
3: You saved my back. Thank you so all right. much.
0: All right, thanks. Bye-bye. All right, we got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden centre. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And let's go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Audrey. Good morning, Audrey.
6: Oh, hi. I have to renew a uh, twenty by two foot plot. Okay. um, That's been there for sixty four years, and I've treated badly, uh, and I'm finding nothing will grow there. So, how do I renew it, or what do I do? I have to take all the top off?
0: No, uh, no. It's probably shriveled up and probably a little bit dry and dusty soil. I would imagine by now.
6: Yeah. I
0: would say so, but it's it's probably a good base though. So I would just get um, either sea soil, something like that. Is a, it's a good great opportunity to use sea soil. Yeah. Um, probably mix in two by twenty. I would probably go one every four feet, so maybe five bags in an area like that. Five bags. And yeah, turn it over and then mix in the keep turned over a couple of times. Mix in the sea soil. If you do it this fall, it would be great. And what are you looking to grow there?
6: Oh, so perennials. I would love, um, you know, tall, uh, what do you call those things, blue things.
0: Delphiniums.
6: <sighs> Pardon? Dolphinium. Dolphiniums, yeah. I've, I've had
0: Is it a nice sunny location?
6: Oh, it's beautiful. It's the best yeah. spot in the world. Mind you, the trees are big now, and it's not as sunny as it was. But anyway, it's a great spot, I think. But, however, wondered also, we have acquired a cat in the last two or three years. Does, is, does their poo uh, hurt the soil?
0: Um, No, it's more them digging in there because they like to bury it, right? Oh. So that's the problem with cats going outside. They, they like to dig up the flowers typically.
6: Oh, so, is that right?
0: Yeah. Huh. So, like, you know, when they go in the litter box, they... They do their thing and then they typically bury it a little bit. They like to oh,
6: they cover just it clean up outside.
0: Absolutely. So that's where, the, if they just did it in the garden like a dog, it's more of a, I guess, a nuisance. This time to clean up, but it's more that they like to get in there and dig and and do their stuff. So.
6: Okay. All right. All well, right. I, I thought that was the final blow that was this cat. That land that nope. hadn't been producing so well it was even worse.
0: But no, they're not that. really – it's just more the physical damage that they do. But if you make it nice and start growing in it, keep it a little bit wet, it's a little bit more uncomfortable for them if you're watering and things like that. They'll uh-huh. tend to stay away. And if you see them going near it, just a little spray of the hose, just a reminder, hey, that's my spot. Stay out uh-huh. of there. You get the rest of the yard <laughs> or whatever.
6: Yeah. All right. So just uh, five ba- – you're assuming five bags of sea soil – yeah. mixed in with what's already there. I mean, yeah, and that it should give you a and... really
0: good base to start out with.
6: Really? don't have... Oh, thank goodness. I hated the thought of having to move soil.
0: No, I think we just need to amend that, and then that should do you yeah, quite nice, especially if you're just doing perennials and thing, and then you could do an annual feeding and stuff like that, so they should be fine with that.
6: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: You're bye welcome. Bye. Thanks, Audrey. Bye-bye. Hey, Terry, like, perennials are pretty easy going for the most part, like they are not super heavy feeders like they like a good soil base, and then after that they're uh, they're pretty good eh
1: yeah that's right I mean it's it's a good idea when you're you know um, planting perennials, I always say if you're in there working the soil, um have a bag of sea soil or some compost um, use a ratio of about thirty percent uh by volume to to add to that, that planting hole. But um, yeah, generally they're, they're not, you know, some are a little heavier than others, but you know, not like, you know, veggies, you know? um.
0: Yeah. And, and Audrey, if you're still listening, if you, if you, if you put five bags and it still feels like it's just dried up dust, um, maybe grab another five bags and, and add it. That's just without me seeing it. I'm just sort of did a rough calculation to my head, kind of spread it out one every four feet, two feet, that that two feet wide will give you a roughly pretty good coverage, um, but it is amazing. The soil does eat it up pretty quick, so you might want to add a little bit more in the spring. But once you dig the hole and plant it, and if you continue to feed and, and put some bark mulch on there, uh, I think that'll that'll give you a great start to uh, an awesome looking uh, perennial bed. So, but uh, yeah, let's go to. Colleen. Good morning, Colleen. Hello, Merle. Hi there. How can we help you?
3: Well, I'm looking to find out um, our potatoes over the last few years have always had scales. And I'm wondering to know what is it that I can either add to the soil and do I do it, you know, in fall or do I do it in spring so it's not, Um, so the potatoes won't come out scaly.
0: Yeah. Typically, have you been adding anything to the soil already? No. Okay. Because um, typically, they get it. If sometimes if it's a little bit too rich, they get the scale from uh, a little bit too much compost and things like that. Okay. But if you it's fall, I like if you're going to do it in the fall. Do you rotate the crop? Um. Yeah. Potatoes That's should be grown in a different spot each year, if possible.
6: Okay, and,
0: so and we, you usually, can switch it up. we
3: usually do that. Um, we This year we had a uh, brand new garden because it didn't do well last year in the old garden, so we made a brand new one, um, and then we actually had um, garden soil is what they called it.
0: Yeah, garden mix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, and that should have been good. Um, so I would just add some compost maybe this fall okay. um, or or just, just some sort of organic matter in there just to, to get it going a little bit more. Um, okay. Leave it lumpy over the winter and and then just start fresh next spring and you should be good.
6: Okay. What
3: about, like I said, you were just talking to a lady about that sea soil. Is that something that we should put in there as well or...?
0: absolutely any of that amendments uh the sea soil is a great one i like it because it does it's not really full of fertilizer it's full of good mycorrhizomes and and different things that feed the soil and to help bring your soil to life and so it's you're more feeding the soil which it in which enhances the growth which will feed your plants yeah
3: because we had a really good crop of like unbelievable crop of zucchini and then the potatoes were good, but they're all scaly. So that's why. Yeah, I uh, just watched that there's to maybe it.
0: too much nitrogen in there, too. Like if you had that, like if you have, so suddenly you have good phosphorus, um, which is good because if you had the the zucchinis, things that, it was a great year for zucchini for the most people. Yep. But, uh, and maybe if anybody else has any tips on the potatoes, I'm going to try and do a, a veggie thing here coming up um, just on scale storing potatoes, storing carrots, and okay. things like that, just so we can uh, learn a bit more all together uh, on growing those. But do you leave your potatoes in quite long in the season, or do you pull them earlier?
3: No, these are the first ones we've pulled out for this year. And um, Okay,
0: so you're pulling them out a little bit late.
3: Yeah, well, a lot of them, there was some, like I said, they didn't grow super high, um, and we still got, you know, some – baby potatoes out of them and then yeah. the ones that were grown I guess knee high Uh yeah we got like 8-10 out of each okay. of the that's, uh, plants that's really decent yeah but except they're okay. all scaly
0: yeah and that could be I would just like uh scaly is always I always yes. revert I think it's too composty Terry any thoughts on that yeah I think the I think the soil is um, on the rich side.
1: Like you said, they generally will grow in a poorer soil. And my experience is that when you do that, they they tend not to have that uh, scale issue as bad. So
0: So maybe it was the first year with the good soil. So maybe next year, maybe don't do nothing where you're doing the potatoes. Just turn it over, leave it it, uh, lumpy for the winter, and then just don't do anything to that soil and just see what you do.
6: Okay, because normally our, our soil
3: is quite hard, like it is not that great of soil to begin with. Like I said, it, it's really hard and dry, and because um, it, we're out uh, north of Cochrane on acreage, so it's um, basically prairie soil mostly.
0: Yeah, which is good, but you did add the new soil? We did. Um, Yeah, so typically yeah it it's it's called it, and it's caused with more if there's lots of organisms in the soil like just doing a bit of reading here really quickly it's typically when we add too much to our soil okay. so yeah and it it says they're still edible though like you just oh, just yeah, peel off active. that they they
3: still taste good just don't
0: look that good scrape
3: it well you just scrape off all it the, the yeah, scale. and if you
0: peel your potatoes, but if you're one that like the skin like me, it's nice to have nice skin.
3: Well, it would be, but yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're just covered. But what about um, like peat moss and stuff to keep everything uh, a little bit lighter?
0: I think I would stay away from that too. I think I would just stick with more of the – like just the regular garden soil like you've done.
3: Okay, and then add some sea, uh, sea soil next – this fall.
0: Yeah, but maybe even hold off on that because with the garden mix – Let's just i I would just leave it just leave it lumpy for this okay. winter because you did do brown new soil, yeah. and if you did the garden mix, it probably had some of the compost and a bunch of stuff mixed in there, so it might have been a little bit rich for you. So let's yeah. just hold off on that.
3: So my husband it... wants to make the garden bigger next year because
0: we had such success. Yeah, so, so just we... get some really good like just get good screened loam. Okay. Like Alberta, we're pretty fortunate. Like we have that nice dark. Um, rich, like screened loam, yeah. and if you get it from a good spot without too much clay, um, it's great for growing stuff. So,
2: okay,
0: well, good. Well, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. I think I kind of spun around in a circle there, but I went too rich, but then kind of hopefully corrected myself on that one because um, I forgot that she had done brand new soil. So I think let's just uh, we'll hold off on the adding for our, for our potatoes. And if we have any professional potato growers that want to call in and give us a few tips, please do. I'm <laughs> very open to that. Uh, my mom and dad, I, I, we used to grow, like we had a huge garden. Like it was 100 by 50, I bet. And they would rotate it, the thing. My mom would throw all the peels and everything in, and my dad would get that mushroom manure brought in in the fall and put that in, mix that in just for some organic matter but that doesn't have any food in it and that's really all we ever did and we had unbelievable um, potatoes and peas and carrots and, and stuff all the time but we threw all our peelings in there all through the whole summer everything organic went like, sort of like your compost bin, we didn't have one we just used the garden as that and it would all be rotten by next the next summer and that would feed the soil and and we, it would be great. So, anyways, where are we at for time? Do we need to take a break, Renee, or are we good till 50? Okay. Actually, we do have to take one. Uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We're going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Louise. Good morning, Louise. Good morning, Merle. Good morning.
4: I planted corn in the cob on a, in a raised planter. You told me you did too. So how did yours yep. turn out?
0: This year, no, I did that last year. Um, this year I didn't do oh. it. Um, okay. Last year I got a couple of cobs, about six inches long, not very good. How did yours turn okay. out? Okay,
4: I have. Some, I've got one really nice one, and others are coming. Should I still leave them up till the end of the month or something like that? Because, I, you know, I want to be able to yeah. have them. The, the leaves are all dying now.
0: Okay. Do you have ears formed? Like, is the corn, do you see cobs yes. on there? How big yeah, are they? I
4: have some ears. So I'm wondering if I should be picking them now. How big? Now or, uh, How big? Oh, about six, six eight
0: inches, something like that. I don't think you're going to get a ton more. I think I would probably take them off. Um okay. If if the plant is starting to die, that's telling me it's gone through its cycle, it's starting to shut down. I think I would I okay. I, I would think that they're done cuz most of the tabor corn like we're getting to the end of it and I right. think that one is so I I think I would take it before it rots away on you in there and this you got underneath there. It. Yeah, peel it up and I'm see in an what apartment
4: building and yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, see what um, you next got there.
4: Year, um, next year, I'm thinking I have a long planter that's about a foot deep. That's up against a brick wall. I'm thinking of putting the corn in there.
0: That's a perfect spot. Nice and warm. Um, start it a little yeah. bit earlier if you can, even if you start them inside, and then plant them outside yeah. as plants. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it'll be a, a lot
1: lower for me.
0: Yeah.
4: There you go. <laughs> Now, and I also want to uh, – I haven't had any success planting bulbs, tulips, and all that in the raised planter. I planted them before. Nothing came up. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing Yeah, because they don't stay frozen.
0: They need to stay – like, if it's in a really sunny spot, They they need to stay frozen. Like – um, that's um, where, like in Edmonton and stuff, they can grow bulbs in pots or even trees in pots a lot better than us, because everything stays mm-hmm. frozen for the most part. Um, we get oh. those chinooks, which we love, but if especially if it's mm-hmm. facing south, we get those sunny winter days. It heats those pots up, dries the soil out, and then it's it's dry. We get a, a chinook, and uh, and that it, it's really hard. So unless you Put the bulbs in a spot, plant them, and put them in a cool, dark place. Like if you can move them into a shadier spot in the garden, somewhere in the yard, and uh, mm. and keep them shaded for the winter, and then pull them out early spring and put them in the sun, like like early April. Yeah. Um, you'll have a lot better chance.
4: All right. No, I don't think I'll buy. And besides, my I having trouble finding a place to plant them because i got petunias that are just going and going and going where i would have planted bulbs yeah and i guess i should be taking out my potatoes by now too eh?
0: yeah you probably should they're probably ready to be harvested
4: yeah i plant mine in stages through the year and i've already had a lot of them and now i got more but thank you anyway
0: thanks louise bye-bye okay bye Bye-bye. All right, let's go to uh, Darlene. Good morning, Darlene.
12: Hello, good morning.
0: Hi, how can we help you?
12: Hi, Merle. I have a question about some uh, plants in pots for the season, and I'm thinking of bringing them in. There's a couple grasses. They're about five feet tall in a nice big pot. But should I treat the um, soil? or should I spray it?
0: I would would spray the whole thing, like, either with uh, Bug-X, like, uh, with the... Yeah, Bug-X works really, or Pure Spray Green, one of the two. I've
6: got Pure Spray,
0: yeah. Yeah, use that. Give them a good spray before you bring them in. Just look for spider mites and stuff, because spider mites love being on the grasses. And is it a perennial grass or an annual grass? Like, is it the big drusena? I guess I was eventually
12: going to put it in... uh, in a ground somewhere but looks like there's no space so um also a they, but they plant.
0: need some dormant like they hey terry that one will need dormancy won't it yeah that's right it's going to need oh, a period it, of dormancy to reset itself
12: so what does that mean i know what dormant so, means but should i not bring it in then just
1: no I would. Place? i would try to find a spot even if it's yeah. temporary just plant that let it go through the winter outside um, and that will give that plant the period of cold it needs to, like I say, reset itself and then start the cycle um, growing again next year.
0: Yeah. If, if it's in a big pot, watered in good after the frost and put it into the shadiest, coolest spot in your yard, and then you can leave it in the pot over the winter and then bring it out.
12: In the pot, it, it's in just, the ground over the winter?
0: Yeah, if you could do that, that would oh. be better.
12: Well, then yep. the soil has to be right up to the base of the of the plant yeah not just yeah it should be okay so covered like uh, two feet of soil okay so I didn't really save myself anything by putting in this plant anyways how about um, Creeping Jenny also a perennial I believe one of those fillers yeah binding plants can I yeah bring them in
0: they need they need all the perennials need a dormant period
12: okay so Will They disintegrate in the in, long story short, or what will happen if I?
0: Well, they just get it, they just, if you bring them inside, they'll just yeah. slowly die off. Yeah, they kind of just die. they need a Yeah, they can okay. they, they survive for five months, and then I'll plant them in
12: April. No,
0: for the oh. most part, no. Okay, all righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Go. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. We're going to go quickly here to the phone line. We're going to go to Darlene. Good morning, Darlene. Or do, uh, Sue. Sorry. Let's go to Sue. Good morning, Sue.
5: Good morning. Um, yes, I have a tree in my front yard that I don't know what it is, but I'd like to be able to trim it back. It looks like a crabapple tree, but
0: okay.
3: the little apple-y things are like about the size of a nickel. They don't seem to get bigger. And yeah,
0: it's a. it'll probably be an ornamental crab.
3: Oh, so can I It blooms trim- in the spring? Yes, it does. It flowers and then the the little yeah. apples come out. Yeah. So can I trim that back now? Because the branches are going over my eaves trough and I would... Yeah, be-
0: absolutely. Yeah, if you need to do any of that preventative pruning, absolutely. And right now is a great time to do that. So prune in the fall. Yeah, you can definitely prune them all. Those and they can prune them all through the winter as well. Oh, most of those apples, like you, you typically prefer to prune like early, early spring, um, sort of late winter, early spring. But to do things like if it's in your eaves trough, things that
3: yeah.
0: um, those are things that absolutely can be done right now.
5: Okay, that's great. So I can prune it all up. Thank you so much. Yep. that's it.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Les. Good morning, Les. Good morning, Les. Uh,
2: yeah, I just had a question about uh, cucumbers. Okay. I, uh, I didn't have a very good year for that, and I don't know why it would be.
0: Yeah, you should have had actually a really good year because it it, it just it was such a good year. Uh, right. Yeah, good weather great yeah. for for watering or great for cucumbers, yeah. zucchinis, things like that.
2: I'm just wondering did I um, maybe they didn't get enough sun although they you know they had a fair bit. Yeah, they do I, like
0: they do like a lot of sun.
2: Right. And uh maybe I just didn't plant them early enough. I I just I I just wondered if other people what kind of the year it was or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think for the most part zucchinis, cucumbers, tomatoes, a lot of the fruit yeah. and, and veggies like that were it was a great yeah. season. So
2: everything else was fantastic. Like tomatoes, yeah. uh,
0: just ensure pie. that you feed them too. They're heavy feeders though. Cucumbers, yeah, maybe, zucchinis do their part of it, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen
2: thirty
0: yeah. 15, fifteen, the higher middle number.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks,
0: Les. Bye. All right. We're going to go to our last call of the day. We're going to go to Mel really quick. Good morning, Mel. Good morning. Um,
2: I made a mistake 30 years ago. On the top of a sound barrier, I planted some five white spruces. Okay. Uh, Now, because of the real strong west wind, they're starting to lean over top of the the slope. And so I'm going to have to take them out. Um, because of where they are i can't you know use a tree spade anything like that so i'm nope. going to have to cut them down and then dig down into the ground a little bit to take some of the i guess the root ball out but i'm uh, because of where they are i can't take the whole root ball out what is the best thing to do with the root ball Could you just do a left could, in the
0: could you just do a stump grinder if you had to up there or could yeah, you get no, a smaller machine up there up. Okay yeah, there's a a thing called a root rot, but if if it's not really doing anything up there, if you just cut it, especially with the spruce tree, they don't they don't send out suckers, they don't do any of that. So if you just cut the spruce sort of at ground level, the roots just die off. Okay,
2: and then yeah. another thing, uh, my wife th- is thinking of putting some kind of uh, fruit bearing trees. What
0: is good for the Innisfail area? Uh, you can grow all kinds of stuff up there. You're you're in a great growing spot. So oh. raspberries, any of the ornament like the fruit cherries, the romance series, all those. Um, yeah, you're you're in great fun. Go hit the garden center up there in Red Deer, and uh, they'll set you right up. Okay, I thank you very much. All right, take care. Thanks, Mel. You keep well. All right, you as well. Um, and everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks, Terry, and. Uh, We'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary.